Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to the Book of Dionysius podcast. Your book is your own, but we will be adding chapters into it constantly. The book is always changing and always progressing. Now, it's time to get back to the story. Please take your seats. It's now time to open the Book of Dionysius. Season three, guys. <laughs> uh, man, first off, before I say anything to all my listeners out there, anybody who does tune into the podcast, I want to say thank you. Uh, without y'all, this wouldn't be possible. Without people uh, actually supporting, telling me to do it, y'all don't understand how from season one, just an idea to where the podcast is now is a blessing. So just want to get that out there. Um, for you, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Dionysius Morris. Uh, this is the Book of Dionysius podcast. Um, if you've tuned in to season one and season two, a lot of it was just ideas I've had off the top of my head, just things that were on my mind who I thought might need to hear it, hear it. But with this season, I think it's going to be a more detailed and deeper dive, not just in the podcast, but within myself. Uh, I do use this podcast sort of to express myself as an outlet. So um, I just want y'all to understand that this season will be a deeper dive in, into things that have been on my mind for the past couple months. So welcome to season three. <laughs> 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 just, just wanted to put that out there for y'all. Um, so for this episode... I had went on Instagram and talked to um, a couple, put a response out there for people who, what sort of topics do you guys want me to cover regarding uh, starting season three? And a good friend of mine, he's actually here today, Scott. What's um, up, guys? What's up, guys? Scott has his own podcast. He's very successful. He does sports <laughs> broadcasting for um, our department, major ESPN Rodent Scholar. <laughs> Just came back from the All-Star Game. Scott does a lot, so... Um, interestingly enough, Scott put the response out there, how to deal with stress as a man. We, we all deal with stress. We all have stress. And I think it's interesting to navigate at the age that we are, um, how we sort of use outlets for stress Definitely. and sort of how we navigate life dealing with stress as a man. Because stress, stress affects us all. But I feel like there are some different certainties when it comes to men who deal with stress. So I'm enough for spill about me. I'm going to have Scott introduce himself before we dive Definitely. into this this t- topic of stress. Definitely. First off, again, thanks for having me. Um, Again, like you said, you, you've had – this is now your third season, so it's a pleasure just to be on here again. Love what you're doing with you. are one of the first people I've really seen do a podcast, so that's definitely super inspiring for me. D also is in town. He's a very humble guy, but he also – Knows pretty much everything about anything mass com related, <laughs> whether it's cameras, editing, what looks good, what doesn't, lighting, everything. So, you know, he's definitely taught me. So definitely takes a village. So anything that I have, it definitely wasn't possible without him and other people in the department. So definitely appreciate you. Appreciate you for having me. And also huge congrats again on your podcast. Again, he's being very humble right now. But he does have a very successful podcast. He has very insightful episodes. I'm just happy to be back. And like you said, I do go to Xavier um, with D. 
And yeah, I was I'm with ESPN. I do some stuff on sports broadcasting, but more than that, you know, D's my brother, so I'm more than happy to be here today and can't wait to get this topic started. Love, bro, love. I appreciate you. So I think it's interesting when it comes to stress because we're we're now in our twenties. We Definitely. we know what stress is. But regarding when we were younger, like our really <laughs> early years dealing with stress, it, it's sort of hard to put a a, a label on it really when, when we started to feel that stress you know i think that's an interesting question asking like when did stress be like induced into like you know when you felt that emotion of stress so to start off i wanted to ask you can you highlight a moment just in your life when you felt your first moment of stress and like what age that was I, I think my first real moment of stress probably came around middle school. I mean, one, just puberty and stuff was going on. But two, at home, that's around the time my parents, I think, got their divorce. So that was just kind of, like, stressful. Not necessarily the divorce itself, but more or less doing well in school. I felt like I was kind of acting out and stuff, and I wasn't getting the grades I was supposed to. So definitely I think middle school was probably the time I started to really experience stress or kind of learn what stress was. And then high school, high school was stressful. <laughs> high school was stressful. But yeah, definitely. I think middle school is probably when I first first started experiencing it. Yeah, I, I somewhat the same for me too because I, with middle school, you know, those are sort of the defining years of our lives. Mm-hmm. Where everybody is in class. They have career day where people are, you know, they're highlighting the careers that they want to do. They're saying the things that they want to be. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to do this and that. I'm sitting in class like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a. Like Dionysius, what do you want to do? I'm like, I'm gonna do something, right? You know, and, yep. and just sort of navigating that stress. To I think sometimes as a man, the stress to be successful was when I first sort of felt stress because you know you want to, people are rooting for you. Definitely, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, you're doing these great things at college. You know, you're doing these great things in life, but man, it's like I want to do sort of everything, yeah. all in this little sort of time, like putting everything in sort of a box of all these things I want to do is sort of hard to navigate that. So I think first when I felt stress was definitely in middle school of that first feeling of stress. Definitely. So with that, Scott, when, when did you sort of, did you have any conversations with anybody when talking about stress? Like how did you navigate that and how did you sort of deal with that stress you were feeling? Probably in not the most healthiest way, but for me, music has kind of always been my escape. So I would just like put my, they weren't AirPods at the time. They're probably wires or something like that, <laughs> or beats or just my phone speaker. But I would just play music and that would just kind of be like, okay, I'm just going to listen to this and kind of just like brush away the problem for now, which probably wasn't the most healthiest thing looking back. Like that probably yeah. was why like other problems would arise. But yeah, I, I didn't really, back then I didn't really know how to go about asking or how to express like, hey, I'm feeling stressed or hey. You know, I have a lot on my plate, so I definitely think just music, and I definitely think that probably wasn't the healthiest way. I probably should have talked yeah. to somebody. I, I, I can attest to that, too, because I'm not going to say for every man out there in earth, some people learn from their parents how definitely. to navigate that, but, and it's not, it's not a fault to our parents or anything like that, but it's, you're sort of, as a man, not taught at how home. to deal with that stress. It's at sort home. of, you sort of just had to, you got to put up with it, you know yeah. what I mean? It's a, a lot of stuff. I feel like our stress, instead of with other counterparts in society, our stress is very individualistic. Yep. Uh, sort of how to navigate with 
society, it's very kept in. Yeah. It's not sort of ex- something that's expressed. Um. You know? Not not so much, like I said, with our parents, but that's sort of how society played it. You know, in middle school, you talk to your friends or something like that. Hey, man, you know, I'm not feeling it. They're like, oh, what are you? you Right, yeah, yeah. Are you scary, like, you know, or something like that? Like, you know, it's sort of looked down upon as a man. That's a great way to say it. To have those emotions of stress and sort of, you know, what comes with it. So... With with navigating that stress, I think it's important, especially in our adolescent years, we sort of found a way to navigate that stress in our own sort of outlets. For me, it was video games and things of that nature, like you said, with music. That was sort of my escape from, you know, the stressful things of life and that nature. Um, not just the stress as a man, but also the stress as a black man. Of, I feel like it's something that's different it's a, it's a completely different feeling of stress when it comes to stress of a black man, and that's tough to navigate within itself because we not only have to deal with stress of society, it's stress of injustice, yeah. stress of persecution, stress of just as black people in general, sort of stress of how the world sees us, yeah, which is unfair, which is unfair. I remember having a conversation with some of my uh white people I went to school with, they're like, oh, it can't be that different. It can't be that different. It's like even, and I noticed something in myself with how things were going on in the world, you know, all these black people getting killed by, shot by police. I started to, even when I wasn't doing anything wrong, even when I was just sitting at a at a traffic light, when I saw cops behind me, I would tense up. Yep. Like, you know, I would, I would, Yep. Even a mile down the road, I'm looking out my window. Is he following me? Is he doing yep. this bad? And I'm like, where is this coming from? Because I'm not doing anything bad. So it's that like, part. how is this stress coming to me? And that's also something that we weren't taught to navigate because <laughs> that's At a society all. thing. We weren't taught to navigate that. So it's just interesting to see how sort of something that is outside of yourself within society Definitely. We still have to sort of deal with. Most definitely. Know? And I think that you just brought up a great point, like you said, especially with everything that kind of has happened, kind of like our teenage years to now with like the police um, brutality and killings and stuff like that. Like you said, if I go into a store, even if I'm not necessarily doing anything wrong, I'm still super aware of, okay, do I look like I'm stealing? Do I look like I'm doing something I'm not? I'm very aware of, okay, if I'm somewhere making sure that I don't, whatever. And even if I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm just enjoying myself. It's still like I always had that thought in the back of my mind. Am I doing something wrong? It, can this be perceived as this, that? You know, and that's definitely stressful because, like you said, some of our other counterparts in society, whether it be women or um, just white men in general, they don't understand that, like you said, you're at a traffic light, even you're doing nothing wrong. It's just this this stress of, okay, are they here? Yeah. You're tensing up. Because, yeah. again, the harsh reality is a lot of the people who've passed away through because of these unfortunate incidents, they're around our age. You know what I mean? So it's like, they look like us. So it's like, man, what's the difference between that person and me? You know, because some of these people, well, most of them, they're regular people. You know, they weren't criminals or anything like that. So it's, again, all it takes is to get someone on a bad day. So it's just that stress of that. And like you said, just we weren't taught it. We we didn't have people in our ears. And again, not to the fault of our parents, because, you know, every generation has different values, different views and stuff. But again, we weren't taught, hey, it's okay to say whatever. Like you said, middle school, your friends and stuff, they're not telling you, oh, man, it's going to be okay. Hey, let's talk about what's bothering you. Yeah. It's, oh, come on, man. You're in your feelings. Like, you know what I mean? So, again, there's this societal thing that tells us, as a black man especially, you can't have feelings. You can't have whatever. 
you have to show up and be good so that you can take care of everyone else around you, mm-hmm. whether it be your, you know, friends, family, yeah. whatever. You always have to be that person, keeps cool, keeps whatever, and, you know, it's definitely very unhealthy. And so I think you brought up a great point with the police stuff, too, because like you said, when I'm just around police now, even if I'm doing nothing wrong or I know I'm doing nothing wrong, I'm still, like, you know, kind of freaking out because it's like, okay, what am I doing that could possibly be perceived as, you know, yeah, X, Y, Z? So like you brought up a good point. Even if I'm not doing anything, what is sort of, and that's the sort of messed up part about it, like, what can I do to not let him, like that police officer, not have that perception of yeah. me, even though I'm not doing anything wrong? That's the messed up part about it. It's sort of like I have to play this role for him just to keep me alive. Yeah. And that's something that's completely outside of anything I can control. You know what I'm saying? Like I can control breathing. I can control, you know, certain things in my life I can control. Yes. But s- when it comes to something outside of my life or something outside of my nature with this co- with this officer who may see me as stress may see me perceive me in some type of way could could end my life in yep. in any sort of just because he's perceived me as something different yep. and interestingly enough with with sort of that dealing with stress and that nature of especially in society it you know how sometimes they'll say oh he was acting in an aggressive manner sort yep. of this and that some people's flight are fight response is because of that stress yep. in that situation. He's you, you putting somebody in a stressful situation where they know their life can be ended. Yep. Of course they're going to like, I'm, yeah, I'm stressed out. Yep. It's, you know, it's because I know what can happen to me in that part because you know, the outcome, because you see the outcome, you know, of course, like everyone says there's certain fears are like irrational. Like for instance, the fear of, you know, a plane falling or the fear of a building collapsing, you know, something like that. They're irrational. But like you said, when it comes to police stuff, there's a very real chance, you know, it's not just like some slim to none chance. It's just a very real chance. Like you said, something that com- you're doing that's perceived as aggressive, that, that, that's your life right there, you know, because yeah. most of the time, like, we hear, it's not just, okay, these people are just getting beat up, which, again, is unfortunate. It's, they're, they're gone. They're, they're a hashtag now. They're, you know, there is no, they live to see another day. No, they're, they're you know, gone. So like yeah. you said, naturally, if I'm in a situation that I know it's such high risk, I'm actually going to be a lot more on edge, like you said, of the stress. I think you brought up an amazing point right there, because that really is a very real reality that anytime we have interaction with, you know, could be real. And again, this is not to say all cops are bad, this, that, whatever, but there are enough instances that it's a very rational fear to have that, you know, you could lose your life. Yeah, and and it's scary. Um, And we mentioned earlier how sort of we deal with that stress through outlets and things of that nature. How have you? How has your outlet changed, sort of, as you've grown older, and how you've understood stress more? What what sort of ways do you combat that stress? Definitely. So I think now that now I, I really like you said I know what stress is and I kind of understand that it's okay to have that. One thing that's really helped me is I like to hoop. Of course, I'm not that good, but I, I do <laughs> like to hoop. I do like to do something fun. I like to play video games. I like to listen to music. And I actually like to um write sometimes. Like I'll just write something in my notes, even if I delete it later, just to you know get it out, express it, stuff like that. But just to know that it is normal and it's okay, I think just admitting that I'm stressed has helped a lot more be able to deal with it. Because like I said, you know, back in the day, you couldn't say that you're stressed. Because again, people are looking, oh, you're not, da, 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 you're this, or a common response, you're just a kid. What could you be so stressed out about, da, 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 whatever. So I think just knowing that it's okay to be stressed is something that you're going to experience. And just finding positive outlets of things that I like to do to do it. Man, this is a guilty pleasure, but I do, I do like eating Twizzlers sometimes. That, that, that's sometimes <laughs> my stress reliever. I love, I yeah, love Twizzlers. That's your stress reliever snack. That, that's my snack. Yeah. That's my snack. I feel you. What about How you? 
for me, I, interestingly enough, I've got into golf. Look at I've, I've been playing golf. Uh, so anytime sort of I have some free time or, you know, I just want to clear my head, I go play golf. Um, mm. It's actually really fun. My grandmother got me into that. She's okay. probably going to be listening to this episode. So, uh, yeah, so I started in August and uh, sort of just fell in love with it. So I, I get out there any chance I get. So, yeah, that's how I sort of combat the stress okay. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, you're going to have to take me to the holes one day. Nah, yeah, you're going to have to come through the course one time, man. I got you. Real talk. I'm, I'm going to do nine, though, because I, I know you're going to beat me. So <laughs> I'm going to do nine. That's what's up. But, but with stress, Scott, from your earlier years to now, has it gotten easier? Is it the same? Is it more sort of with the responsibilities that you have? Where, where would you say your stress level is now with things? So f- compared to middle school and, like, my early years, yeah, I definitely think it's more but I also think it's somewhat easier in the sense of, because I also had to learn a long time ago. At the end of the day, people are always going to want you to do something. They're going to want you to be yeah. something, this, that, whether it's your parents, whether it's family members, whether it's friends, teachers, whatever. You know, someone's always going to want you to do something. And there's no way to please everyone. Once I kind of learned, and no matter what I do, someone's always going to have, you can do better, you can do this, you can do that. I just learned, okay, at the end of the day, if I'm satisfied with what I'm doing, you know, and that's all I can do. And I've also had to realize there's only 24 hours in a day. Like, I can yeah. only physically do so much. So I can think it's definitely more stress than when I was younger. But I think my mindset, I, I'm no longer trying to deal with everything at once. Like, I am I guess prioritizing what's the most stressful, what can I deal with immediately, what I can't, you know, just controlling what I can control. But, yeah, I definitely think it's more stress just because, you know, being um in, the, in our 20s, we definitely have more responsibilities. But... I think because, again, this narrative has changed where, hey, it's okay to be stressed, it's okay to talk about it, it's definitely made it a little bit easier. I feel you. I, you brought up an interesting point, like controlling what you can. Definitely. I think for me personally, especially in my college years, what stressed me out was sort of things out of my control, <sighs> you know? It, and it's interesting in college because, especially at Xavier, you see all these people, you got pre-med majors, yeah. you know, you got – Everybody, you know, working at labs, doing doing all some this crazy stuff. stuff and it's man. even in MassCom sometimes, like like I said, mm-hmm. season three. This is just me being real. I I, I felt like I was behind, yep. you know, comparative to my peers. I'm like, yo, what am I doing wrong in a sense? Yep. Because not even not even just in school and like, sus- I guess societal norms, like yep. relationships, just um. Just seeing how people operate and move, it, it was sort of like, how, what am I doing? Sort of, why am I yep. not in the normal normalcy of <sighs> what people are doing? You know what I mean? And interestingly enough, I don't know when I came to the epiphany or not, but it's like, that's okay. Yep. That's fine. That's not. It's it's okay that I'm not where I'm at. I'm still figuring stuff out. Yep. You know, and I think that's the important thing. What I, what I understood was, if I'm not here, I can get there. Yep. That you know, if I'm not here, I can get there. That's I know I can real, get there. That's some real talk you know? right there. That's very real. Yeah, if I'm not here, I can get there. But yeah, it it sort of took me even. What happened was sort of with me moving fast and things of that nature. It sort of made me slow down. Yep. And the more I slowed down, the better I got at the things I wanted to do. So sometimes it's not sometimes dealing with things in society. It's not about moving as fast as you can. Sometimes it's about really slowing down and and taking the time to understand yourself and sort of understand where you want to go. And if you're not there yet, that's fine. You have time to get there, bro. That part. 
people, people, like, you know, it's it's not, there's no, I feel like that's the problem with stress in society today. People think you have to do certain things in a time frame. Yep. Like, oh, if I'm not, if I'm not in a house married, uh, two kids and, you know, $500,000 saved at 30, then I'm, then I yep. failed. It's like, no. Got your whole no, life. No, you got your whole life to, and don't, I feel like, um, what's the saying? I, f- I forget the uh, comparison is like the thief of joy. Yep. And so that, good. you know, it, it, it's detrimental because your goal might not be someone, else. someone else's goal. Yep. You feel me? Just because they're here and you're here doesn't make you less of a winner. Yep. You know what I mean? Just because you took a loss does not mean you're not a winner, bro. Most we definitely. all we all stumble. We all we all sort of fall. It's what you do after that is is what matters. And and I think that's what sort of made me better in my you know in my areas of where I wanted to go. You know, mm-hmm. it, that's what made me better is sort of slowing down, understanding where I wanted to go myself, not not yep. what society wanted me to do, what I wanted to do. That sort of made me understand myself more. That's why I say now when people ask me, oh, what are you doing? I'm dating myself. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I'm understanding myself. I'm taking that time to navigate where I want to go and where I want to be. And that's what's helped me. I just think you brought up an amazing point. Like you said, especially here at Xavier, that was one of the hardest things for me to deal with is that, like you said, we're we're a huge pre-med school. So you see people, except in the med schools, their sophomore year, you see people in these prestigious labs, you see people in our department, crazy interested. It's like, dang, like, what am I doing wrong? And I think that was one of the biggest things for me, too, that, like, once I've had to realize, hey, like you said, someone else's goal is not going to be my goal, vice versa. Everyone has their own race. And like you said, if I'm not there yet, cool. I'm going to get there. And I think this is, again, just this whole timeline thing of you need to do this, this, this by X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? I feel like it just creates more stress on people, and then they're freaking out if they don't. And whereas when you, like you said, you understand yourself, understand where you want to go, understand what your own goals are, no one can take that from you. Because like you said, okay, hey, if you don't reach it tomorrow, you know you're going to get there eventually. So it's not the same stress of, oh, if I don't hit it by, let's say, March 1st, I'm going to, no, it's okay. I know I'm going to get where I need to be when I need to be there. So I just think you brought up a great point about you know not comparing yourself because when you compare yourself it, you know that person's not you and then the other thing too i think that also makes it hard too today was like social media and certain stuff we only see what yeah. people want us to see so this person might be in this internship they, they might be doing this or that but we don't get to see the stumbles we don't get to see hey this person probably was struggling before that they had their own battle you know so i definitely think that again not comparing yourself you know in, in all aspects of their stress anything just like like you said, you know, know who you are first, and that that's gonna relieve a lot of stress. So I think that you brought up an amazing point with that. Most definitely, and I feel like with some people, I feel like social media was what what was killing it for me. Yep. What, where I was comparing myself a lot to, not even just like in school wise, just like seeing people social media doing things of that nature, like <sighs> things I wanted to do. Man. It's like, dang, what you know? How how did they get there so fast? Yeah. And what am I doing wrong to where I'm not there? You know. Um, it's it's tough. It's it's tough to deal with. Even even small things like seeing people in relationships. I'm like, yeah, dang. It's like, what what am I doing wrong? Is it me? You know, and that's Man. what that's the detrimental thing. I was thinking about myself and what I was doing wrong. When in reality, I wasn't even doing anything yeah. wrong. God just didn't bring the right person to me. There yet. we go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because there's people already who are married. I'm like, dang, like you know, am yeah. I on the wrong path? It's like you know, like you said. When it's that time, God will bring you that person, you know, and you'll be there, yeah, because that, that was one of the crazy things for me. I, I think I, right out of high school, 
there's some few people from my graduating class who by now some of them are, are engaged, some of them are married, some of them have kids. It's like, whoa, like, you know, am I am I doing something wrong? But like you said, you know, when, yeah. when it's your time, it will be your time. I think two people two people from my high school are married. Sheesh. I know I know one of my friends, <laughs> he's, he's married. He went to Kennesaw. And then I think another girl from my class is married. <laughs> Man. Yeah. He and he's got a kid too. I'm like, wow. I don't know how you do I'm but what works for them does not mean it works for you, bro. Definitely, what, work, what definitely. works for society does not mean it works for you. And just because, this is interesting too, just because it's your plan does not mean it's God's plan, bro. There we go. That's one. That's, of the, that's real. That's real. And that's, <laughs> that's some real being, thing, I'm just being man. Real with you. Just because it's your plan does not mean it's God's plan, bro. You might want to be such and such. You might want to do this thing and, and, you know, retire with ten million dollars, three kids, a mansion, this and that, and God might put you on a, God might put you on a, um, God might put you on a, a, a cabin in Alaska, yep. on the frontier. <laughs> you know, just because it's your plan does not mean it's God's plan. That's and that's you know, I think that's important for people to understand. They don't, and they don't get that part. Like you said, you might have one plan, and just as quick as, <laughs> just as quick as you want that plan, your whole life might shift. You know, you gotta embrace each aspect. Like. Right now, I'm going to do sports, but if it's in God's plans for me to be working at yeah. nine to five, and you know, I don't know, selling soap, then you know, hey, <laughs> I'm going to do it because, like you said, you know, what was for you will be for you, and when that plan comes, you, you know, you just got to be, you got to embrace it, you mm-hmm. got to embrace it. And I feel like, regarding stress and things of that nature, the more in tune you are with yourself and and sort of know what you want and what you don't want, nothing can a can come to you that you, like, once you're in tune with that self and that identity of yourself, nothing can come to you that you don't want to. Most definitely. Most definitely. Even even just your energy and who you are alone will keep that stuff away from you. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. It it won't even get close because it it doesn't align with who you are. You know, once you get to that that point, it becomes easy to keep the things that are out, that are not for you out of your life and the things that are for you in your life and the way and you understand what is and what isn't very fast. So it's it's all about I think people just aren't in tune with who they Definitely. who they want to be. And that's fine. Sometimes you're not gonna be in tune with yourself till you're forty. Mm-hmm. You know? Some people don't find some people find it very early. Some people find it late. And and there's no like it goes back to what we were saying. There's no set time on the plan. Definitely. There's no Nobody has a set timeline on anything, you know. Some, some might happen fast. Some might happen slow. Some might catch it perfectly in the middle. But there's no set time from when you're born to when you die. Definitely. To understand, like, setting it out and mapping it out perfectly. Yeah. You know, it's it's all about how you navigate that and, and understand yourself. Definitely. And if it's something you love, and if it's something that doesn't bring you stress, it, it won't even feel like you 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 struggling to do it. it it'll become easy, yeah. you know. That's real, like you say. When when it reveals itself, it will become a lot easier. And like I said, I think you brought up some amazing points today. Uh, you got to be in tune with yourself, and if you're not taking that time to be in tune with yourself, because I think that's a big problem too. That like people don't want to take that time. Of hey, maybe I don't know what yeah. I want to do. You know what I mean? I feel like there's this pressure now in society that you have to have everything figured out. No, it's okay. Like if you don't know, who cares? You know what I mean? Like again, I think now the average life expectancy is 
80 plus. So, you know, you're going to be here for a very long time, <laughs> you know. So it's like you don't have to have everything figured out, especially that. I just feel like that's crazy. I mean, again, we're 21, 22, 20, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like we were just in high school three, four years ago. Like, you know. Man, we were just we're freshmen. Right. Like, you know, you were just freshmen. Like, and that's the thing, too. Like, again, even for expect freshmen to know what they want to do. It's like, can you can have something that interests you, but what you know freshman year versus what you're going to learn those three, four years, five years in college. It's okay. Same thing with you've been graduating. I'm not graduating on time, but. That's real. It, that's real. I'm not graduating on time either. But it's that's like, real. you know, at first I used to feel like, oh, man, I'm like, hey, someone else's race isn't my race. It's like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I'd rather be here and get what I need to do done and then be able to move on to my next step and yeah. try to rush it. And, you know, it's like, hey, like at the end of the day, every everything happens on your journey, you know, I mean, for a reason. So, like you said, people got to get in tune with themselves or at least take that time to figure out what that is. Because, again, <laughs> we got nothing but time. So, you know what I mean? So, there's no point trying to rush it and stress out about not having it figured out. Because, like you said, yeah. you're going to find something. You're going to find something. Most definitely. And I believe you you have you have siblings, right? You have yep. a little sister, right? I don't, I don't have a sibling. Mm-hmm. I have little cousins. But I... When thinking of these conversations, you know, with our family, you know, your your little sister, I'm, yeah. I'm, I assume y'all talk y'all have yeah, a good yeah, relationship, yeah, yeah, yeah. and with my little cousins, like sort of navigating that stress. How how my sort of last question to you is: How would you sort of help your sibling understand that stress and how to navigate it so that way it's better for her than it was for you? Most definitely. So I'm the oldest, so for me, like again, I didn't really have anyone to really, like, talk to. Like, of course, like, I had, like, you know, older family members and stuff, but, like, in my direct life, like, I didn't really have anyone at that time, like, besides my parents and who I could talk about. You know, again, talking to them sometimes about stress isn't the easiest. But my little sister, friend, so she's a senior in high school, so this year she was navigating the whole application process, deadlines and all this. She was stressed. So what I've been just trying to tell her through this whole time and just anyone that age, like, you know, hey, it's okay. Like, one, and I think that uh, to go back to one of your early points about, like, comparison to people joy, so now something I've noticed, I mean, I think they were doing maybe when we were entering college, but, like, now people do, you know, these elaborate, like, graphics, like, you know, like, they're committing, yeah. they have all the schools, and put how much money they're getting, this and that, so I just think with that, she would see that, and she was kind of getting stressed, yeah. because, again, she hadn't gotten some of hers back yet, she hadn't gotten um, some of her scholarship awards yet, so she's stressing out, I'm like, Courtney, like, just because they're getting it doesn't mean you aren't going to get yours, yeah. or, hey, if there's a school that you do or don't get into, that's okay, like, you know, no matter what school you're going to end up, that's the right one, and even if it's not, you can transfer, you know. So, again, like, yeah. I've just been trying to tell her that, like, you know, continue to talk to me, whatever. Because, again, I get it. Like, I've been there, you know, whatever. And the benefit for her is I didn't have someone to talk to, but I didn't have someone whatever. So, you know, again, talk to me if you have a question. As I've just been trying to – I think my biggest thing to try to help her really trust has just been knowing, hey, I'm here. Yeah. I've been through it. And, it, of course, I, that is not a fun process. It's stressful. But after you're done with that, you know, you're pretty much enjoying the rest of your senior year because, again, okay, after applications and stuff, all you got to really do is your schoolwork. I'm not saying schoolwork is easy or hard, but you don't have to have that stress of deadlines and turning this essay, giving this, no. Right. It's just, okay, enjoy that last half of your senior year. And I just like, keep trying to tell her, too, just enjoy senior year because once you get to college, like, yeah, college is fun, but high school really is one of the few times in life that, where, like. Where things is just, <sighs> yeah. It's like, it's I, I missed some Friday, the Friday Football games Man. and them going to, you know, going out to eat with your yep. boys. Yeah, I would, do, I would do anything to yeah, go back. High school is fun. High school is good times. But for me, I think with my little cousins, it's sort of, I have to now. So for a while, it was my oldest cousin. She's the oldest out of all of us. Then her brother, um, my other cousin, who's my 
uncle's son, and then me. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I was the youngest. Right. I was the young, you know, I was a young cousin, you know, playing around with them, you know, learning from them and stuff like that. And then my oldest cousin, her, my auntie, she had a, she had a son. And that was interesting because now I'm not young cousin right. no more. You know, I got a little cousin who looks up to me now, yep. you know. I got to play that, the, the role Sort of that yep. my cousins played, that and, transition. It, and that that transition was sort of weird for me because I was still in my young cousin. Like yeah, my my, you know, my brain didn't switch to that role, and that's you know, and and sometimes I'm like, man, I could have, you know, I don't know what he was going through, and I wish I would have established that connection that my cousins established with me, because maybe I could have helped him out right. through some stuff that he might have, you know, he might have been going through, and he might have, you know, yeah, been, you know. Yeah, you know, and then uh, we got another youngest cousin. He's uh, he plays basketball. Also. Yeah, yeah, Austin. He he's, and I, I guess now it's just about I have to establish that connection for them to know yep. that I'm there for them the exactly. same way my cousins were there for me, and it, and it, I'm working on it, trying to flip that switch and yep. sort of be there for them. But it's 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 weird because. It's, <laughs> I don't want to give them any bad information. Yeah, but it's yeah, also yeah. like I don't. He's like, oh, you know, Reynard, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, man, I'm figuring out, like, right, yeah. Out. <laughs> so it's like I don't want to. <laughs> I want them to be so successful and yeah. and accomplish everything in life because I know they can accomplish anything in this world. It's just also it's like, man, I, that's a lot of responsibility yeah. to yeah. to give you some information and you know how you navigate it and how you might perceive it is. It's different from because you know you got your own life and things of that yeah. nature. So it's it's really just I've been trying to sit down more and have conversations with them when I can at family meetings, trying to yeah. talk to them more. But yeah, it's 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 interesting to see it in, on the other side of like mm. how my cousins used to talk to me and then how I talk to my cousins yeah. now. It's like oh wow, this yeah that's like interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> now I got to play that role. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's a blessing though. I'm I, most I'm definitely. most excited to play that role and see what they do because I know they're going to be successful. Most definitely. But, um, Scott, I want to thank you for uh, thank coming you, to this first episode, man. Sitting down, talking to me, bro. Really getting a deep dive and sort of how we deal with that stress and how we navigate that. I appreciate you. You know, like I said, this is my brother here. We've been cool Likewise, since freshman year. Bro. That's, you know, Likewise, many years bro. to come. So, um, and I, I can't look, like I said, man, I, I'm just thankful to be on here. I'm thankful that, you know, you invite me out here. I said D's a real stand-up guy, great dude. So one, I'm I'm just happy I could help in any capacity. And two, man, I don't think people get like that was a 30-something co- minute conversation. It didn't even feel, you know, I mean, like I, I didn't realize yeah. how long we've been talking, but that's just because, you know, me and D talk like this all the yeah, time. So like true. this then only difference normal. now there's a mic, right? You know, only difference now is it's a mic. So like I said, I'm I'm super yeah. proud of what you're doing with Book of Dionysus. I'm super proud to be on here and just, you know, like I said, I'm I'm excited to see the episode and excited to see what you do. And like you said, I'm gonna have it all figured out today. But when you do that's going to be a beast, bro. Right. That's going to be a beast. <laughs> right. So, so I'm, I'm super excited to see, you know, your journey. And like you said, bro, years to come, like, th- this is not going to end after graduation. So like right. I said, I'm super thankful to be on here. And I appreciate you for having me. Appreciate the conversation. Just, you know, appreciate you for thinking of me. Thank you, Scott. This has been first episode, season three, Book of Dionysius. And for this season, and even for the rest of the podcast, I, you might read my book, but I want you st- I want you guys to start reading your story. Yep. Start reading your story. Start your chapters, man, you know. This might be my book, but y'all, y'all need to start y'all's books, okay? That's the focus this season. So thank you, Scott.
thank you, listeners, and uh, many blessings for the rest of this season. This has been the Boogie Dionysus Podcast.